Welcome everyone to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I'm also a huge fan of the internet cooking show Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew A. makes the food from film and television, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Episode 190, baby! 190. How many is that? Too many. Way too many. I, every episode, <laughs> I get more and more uncomfortable with the, with the number. The number? Oh, man. When it gets to 1,000, you'll feel fine about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll How be, you doing, Jimmy? Good. Uh, I do pretty good, Johnny. Can't complain. Uh, pretty standard day. Had a solid weekend. Uh, got to watch the Masters. Got to relax. I, I uh, looked at Holmes. To purchase as an adult Ooh. human being. Wow. It's a big step in my life. Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. Truly terrifying. How are you yeah, doing, bud? I'm good. I'm not dealing with any housing crises. Um, yeah. We signed a two-year lease for our uh, apartment, which means that we're going to be renting forever. <laughs> no, it'll be perfect. You'll buy right after I after i buy during the peak and then it crashes that's when you'll yeah be- that'd be nice it's yeah. crazy that you're gonna own a home and not a corporation because they own all the other homes mm-hmm. yeah i know i listen i will fight blackrock with my hands okay yes Meet absolutely. Me in the street blackrock uh i've always wanted to fight a corporation in the street Ooh, me too can't like it's street fighter you know where they mm-hmm. fight in the street you want to introduce mm-hmm. our guest um i sure do uh ladies and gentlemen please welcome mr joe strix I'm not saying this is what I am saying, but what if I said BlackRock matters? Like, what if that's what I said? Obviously, I'm not saying it. Obviously, it would be so stupid and insensitive to say, but like, what if? Anyway, thanks for having me, boys. (laughs) You deserve to sit in this longer. That's fine. Yeah, for the listener, for the listener at home, we're cutting out thirty minutes of silent audio <laughs> yeah. as, I, as Joe as Joe squirms I'm, in his seat. I'm mentally unwell. <laughs> I'm curious about the space in between where you said in your mind, "Oh, I shouldn't say this. I'm gonna say it, but I'll caveat it." Like I wonder where that where yeah. that space lives. Johnny, most often we call that growth. Uh, really, <laughs> that's considered progress. Uh, and I'm a hero. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you again for having me. Uh, how are you, Joey? How was your weekend? Uh, pass. James, you want to go? Right, good. <laughs> James looked at houses and he won money on the Masters. Oh, right. I did. I forgot. I forgot. I'm a millionaire now. I made so much money that I could buy a house. That's yep. that's what I did. <laughs> you've uh, you've one, upset the power structure of the of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, one was very contingent on the other, and oof, if it didn't work out, I would be in trouble. No, yeah, I, I put a five dollar bet on uh, Mr. Scotty Scheffler, and it paid off handsomely. This is Do also. Do you wish should... that you? Sorry. I was saying, do you wish you could have gone back and made it a five thousand dollar bet? Yes. All, why? <laughs> why bring that up? Why can't I just enjoy what no, no, I no, have? No. I need to make sure that instead of enjoying the fact that you won, you need to right. do a worse version of Back to the Future too. <laughs> right. And, jo- and James, just to be clear, we're saying, don't you wish you had bet less than you actually bet because you, you right. put upwards of twenty, thirty thousand dollars on this. Here's right. the thing: even if I had time travel to go back. I don't have five thousand dollars to put on anything. <laughs> I don't have that money. That money, right. my money, is tied up 
in Olivia's bank accounts. That's, that's where <laughs> of which there is. are dozens. <laughs> oh man, I used to have five thousand dollars, but I put it all on Tiger. <laughs> oh, uh, how awesome was it having him back? It was great. It was delightful I, uh, to see. Listen, yeah. If I was gonna say it got quiet, but I was like, if you are not a Tiger fan. Get out of my face. This is not the podcast. We were talking about this before we got on air. Tiger Woods is the only compelling golfer of the last 30 years. Correct. Yeah. Well, you can make a you can make a case for Phil, but like (laughs) Phil isn't Phil isn't compelling. He's hateable. Yeah. He's a villain. Yeah. It makes it it makes it fun to watch. Phil's done. Actually, Phil, I guess Phil. Phil's just a weird guy. Yeah. Phil's compelling in the way that it's been like. A cycle where you hated him, then you liked him, and then now it's okay to hate him again. And you're like, I, I never wanted to not hate him, but I was forced off of the hate bandwagon last year. For now, a moment, I, I jumped. I was the first right back on, and I love it. It feels all, so good to be home. All golf feuds, also like, because they try to like put up feuds here and there where they're like, oh, it's Bryson versus Brooks. This is also this is now golfing with golfish. Yeah, uh, yeah quick, yeah. quick golfing <laughs> with golfish aside. Uh, yeah, this is uh, linking with golf. <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau, who is just like a Up sentient Cro-Magnon with, right. man, and uh, and then Brooks Kepka, who's just like kind of a douchey weirdo. And they were like, "Ooh, it's Brooks versus Bryson." And ultimately, it's just two like rich white guys who two like, highly yeah, yeah, the, two the, highly the, unlikable, unrelatable people. Right, right. Having this a fight. Is, <laughs> the origin of us talking about this was the winner of the Masters. Like, he's just been golfing his whole life and has lived in privilege. Like, to be good at golf, you need to just have lived a privileged existence and be non-relatable and non-compelling as a person. Yes. Right. You know what, and Tiger no, Woods is the only one who hasn't been that. You know what you never hear in golf is, uh, I started playing with, with, with repurposed hockey sticks. No one has that story. <laughs> it's all s- starting with fitted clubs for, with an obsessed father. And, you know. An obsessed father and, like, some coach that costs more than we make in a year. It's right. just like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that said, I will push my child to start him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I cannot wait to have a vessel for all of my hopes that yes. I did not get to. You mm-hmm. are going to make 300 podcasts. <laughs> 2046 Masters. Watch out. <laughs> oh, sorry. You my- can do it. Sorry. You can do it with a lot of sports, but golf especially, you just watch and you're like, what are they doing? Like, what is this sport? <laughs> what oh, a you mean stupid like... thing that we're doing. We as build as... huge <laughs> plots is, of it, land. Yes, uh, but it is, as a sport, it's also hilarious. Like, most sports, part of the inherent uh, like excitement is the mild amount of danger and physical difficulty right. built into it like you could always get hurt a player could could slip do this golf is su- su- such a physically easy sport that tiger woods had to get into a vicious near fatal car accident for it to even for for physical limitations to even be mentioned in the sport of golf. <laughs> right. I have never heard anyone be like, "Well, this is going to be really hard well, for any player ever unless they have been in a violent car wreck." And that's pre- when the physical limitations of golf come in. And previously there was that moment where he had he had to hit a shot uh, uh like with his feet on pavement but the ball on grass and that was like a moment where his knee buckled. But like previously that's like the biggest golf injury that there ever was. Yes. Versus in hockey, a guy literally got his throat cut by a skate and, <laughs> and almost bled yeah. out on live television. That is true. Yeah. That did happen. <laughs> or like or like Javid Best 
tried to score a touchdown for for Cal and got spun around like a fucking <laughs> like oh just top. unconscious unconscious and then did death. that land where his arms were like sticking oh, out and yeah. shaking the fencing but, response but but sometimes in <laughs> golf your arm hurts a little bit and you can't hit so far <laughs> I think it could be a pretty fun game if you uh, put professional golfers right next to IT professionals and you had to guess which one was which because I think it'd be pretty hard <laughs> yeah definitely. Anyway, anyway, uh, jo- oh, Johnny, co- co- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now you talk. No, no, no. Uh, I haven't cooked anything. I was traveling for work recently. I did eat some fun things. Tell us everything. Uh, I ate at a restaurant called John and Vinny's. John, it's spelled like your name, John. And Vinny. And how is Vinny like... spelled? Like my friend <laughs> Vinny from college? It's exactly that. However he spells okay. it is how it is spelled. Good. Um, it's a great L.A. spot. Uh, they do what I would consider uh, great p- West Coast pasta. Let's start. Let's start a feud. Uh, it's great. It was really good. They have like a spicy fusilli. Um, a fusilli Jerry. <laughs> they have a fusilli Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I ate at a place called Katsuya the next night. It was really good sushi, uh, and had a good miso cod. I tried yellowtail for the first time. Didn't love it. The wine. <laughs> the fish okay uh, uh, and i maybe this is my own prejudice but on a scale of one to ten how much do you enjoy sushi as a concept uh i i'll put myself squarely around like a seven okay uh, i thought it was gonna be low for some reason i pegged you as a non-sushi lover but maybe that's just because i was thinking about the country crock i definitely <laughs> yeah that colors all of our food interactions i definitely don't like Amanda loves it. I enjoy the things I enjoy and will try other ones, but like when I don't like it, I'm like I'm very conscious of it. Like Yellowtail was too fishy. I tried Nigiri for the first time, that was pretty good. Um Yeah, no. if your if your adjective is too fishy for sushi, that's gonna be that's <laughs> gonna slightly be a big issue. problem. Be tough. It's little, like little tough. It's like every piece. <laughs> like all sushi it's like mostly just fish like only almost mostly just fish <laughs> i once had a piece of sushi that was with beef and it was uh had accoutrement to make it like a big mac and i think you would have enjoyed that one <laughs> johnny i think you just had like a small sliver of a big mac <laughs> just because it was a big mac cut in half and then cut in half again and they called it sushi <laughs> And then rolled in rice. It was made yeah, it was so much roll, less. Rolled in <laughs> rice. Uh, J- Jimmy, but, do you like? Su- I can't remember if you are a big sushi love guy. Love sushi. I uh, I I don't know enough about sushi to get out of my uh, go to comfort zones with it. And like sashimi and things like that are also expensive, so I right. don't go in very often. But Olivia, sushi. I love sushi. Sushi is one of our go to ordering meals, and I'm open to trying. And it, I would love to go with somebody who like knows sushi, and it's like an actual good sushi restaurant. Um, it is a little but, bit the gulf of the food world. Like the barrier to entry for sushi is is kind of high. It's tough, yeah. Like you can it is like like just regular like you know like let's say not not even gas station sushi, but like your your Ooh. spicy tuna rolls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what, something that is prepackaged at a store that you can just buy like a California roll or whatever. Like that's like going to the driving range, but then good sushi is like tough to attain. You know what I mean? There is a chasm between like casual sushi and then like really nice sushi that is quite deep. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. And that, yeah. And I am on the much easier side of that chasm. Um, Also, it's just sushi is one of my favorite. I've met, we've discussed it on here before. One of the best things when you order um, from somewhere and it's expensive, when you, when you're handed the bag and it's heavy, you're like, oh, thank God, this is going to be worth the thing. <laughs> right. And every order of sushi is light yeah. and not, and it's airy, and you're just like, oh man, this was seventy five dollars worth of, <laughs> worth not the, of food. Not and, the way yeah, I order. This it, bag but... is this bag is floating in front of me. This, <laughs> yeah, this is tough. The sushi place that we used to live above um, always gets on lists for as like some of the best deals for like really nice sushi in Brooklyn. So like the they had like a thirty five dollar. Uh, like omakase that was like really good and then their really really good one is only a hundred which is like way less than a lot of other places yeah. so we could go to my old apartment at some point if we want to have a semi sushi sushi sunday nice meal yeah. we could do that <laughs> sushi sunday. little sushi sunday uh what do you guys have like a go-to thing like you go to sushi roll or or side orders or anything like that um if i'm doing like I I I prefer like nigiri over rolls for sure. Interesting. Okay. What's your um, do you, and, what is your favorite like cut? <laughs> like all of like I I'll usually just get like if they have like a nine piece assorted whatever and like right. lots of different types of but like salmon like and tuna bag. are are classics. Sure. I like I like when it is uh, fried shrimp. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like when it is panko breaded shrimp rolled in rice. <laughs> That that is that I makes mean, me it is very delicious, happy. but yeah, not yeah, tempura is not sushi, and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I wonder mean, if I can find where that Big Mac roll is? Yeah, I just rolls. Would... Just I don't know. Just circle through rolls, and then I don't know. Spicy tuna. I'm I'm pretty basic when it comes to it. spicy tuna. Is always always on there, and then I swap in other things. My favorite my favorite appetizer <laughs> though, not sushi obviously, but it comes with sushi is gyoza, which are just yes, fantastic. <clears throat> I, we do sorry, love a James. When you said when you said just rolls, I imagine just like <laughs> like Martin's. Yeah, just king, bread. King's bread. Hawaiian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's Martin's. My, yeah, what's Martin's, my favorite king. sushi? I don't know breadsticks. <laughs> I love the guy who has never been to a sushi restaurant and goes and orders rolls, and when they come, is very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get you started off with the rolls, sir? That would be great. You, there's fi- this is fish and rice. What are you doing to me, man? I was thinking more of a potato. <laughs> how come? How come? There's no butter. Someone buttering their sushi roll. <laughs> anyway, um, I haven't cooked anything good. I had COVID. I no longer have COVID. Um, yeah, yeah, Johnny. Remember you had shingles before that. You had shingles too. Yeah. <laughs> I had shingles and then I had COVID. Uh, Twenty twenty two, not going great. <laughs> what do you? But I'm what do you free. think? You- what weird disease do you think you'll get next? <laughs> yeah. Lupus. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, well, Johnny, here's the thing. Looking at the state of the world, your suffering won't last much longer. So <laughs> yeah. there we go. Yeah, you could have sun poisoning soon uh, during the uh, winter. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I probably have enough microplastics in my body to do some real damage soon. Yeah. We're Can't gonna, wait. We're, we're really going to, you know, pay the piper for all the sins of the ruling class, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, should we talk about Weird Al Yankovic or Yankovic? How do we pronounce it? I always thought it was Yankovic, and then I heard more people say Yankovic. I have used both interchangeably. 
Great. So they're both usually right. usually letting somebody else speak first, and then whatever way they say it, I say it <laughs> that way too. So to avoid any sort of, I also like to avoid it by just calling him Yank. You know what I mean? See, see if people catch on. <laughs> uh, Weird Al. Oh, Al Yank. <laughs> Um, well, first off, this what he makes is from UHF, which I have not seen. Have you seen? I've never seen it. It was always I remember growing up. I loved Weird Al Yankovic, um, but a big part it, of my UHF life. UHF was always. What'd you say? I said a big part of my childhood. Yeah, huge part of my childhood. Uh, but this movie was always like, I think I found him too young to see this movie, and then by the time I was old enough to see this movie, I was kind of like you were past, out of the phase. Yeah, Weird Al. So I just didn't see it. Yeah. Right. This is like think, a hard R movie, isn't it? I think. Or is it just, no, or is I don't it just think weird? so. I think it's just I think weird. It's just I, weird. It, a lot of people who I respect comedically have cited UHF as like a uh, a very important thing to them. And it's weird that it has also avoided me, but uh, or I have avoided it. But it's definitely something I want to watch very soon. It's PG-13, 1989, 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, 77% audience score. Um, Weird Al is like a pretty conservative, I think, Christian guy. Like, I don't think he would uh, do something like... I'm sure it's like a little... It's PG-13, but I don't think it's like I don't crazy. think that that's true. What? Yeah, I don't think he's conservative Christian, is he? Oh, yeah. If you, he doesn't talk about it explicitly, but I've heard lots of like podcast interviews where he like dances around it. He doesn't want to like explicitly say it. But yeah, I think he definitely. But also, is. okay, then that's you mean then he's a good Christian. He is. He, he is a Christian. He doesn't push it down people's faces and doesn't lord it over them and he, shit like that. You mean he abstains from profanity, alcohol, and drugs. So I think it's more. He's just a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Got yes. Because it. it's like that's the other thing is is. I. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive, as we learned from weird uh, or what was his name? Who gave us our one star review? Church oh, sound guy. Church sound guy. Yo, shout out to uh, church sound guy. I hope we, you're out there, oh, and I hope you fucking die. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hope you have shingles, and it was fatal, dude. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. I believe his quote was, uh, he, he way to alienate half the country, and I feel like we're nailing it again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. To be, to be, just to be very clear, you're only a bad Christian if you are church sound guy. Everyone else is Everyone else is welcome under our tent, which yeah. is a big tent. It's just big enough to fit every single person on earth except, except Church Alga. Yeah. He is yeah. our he is our reason for the ones who walk away from Omalas. He we keep him <laughs> in a dungeon and don't feed him or let him see the sun. That's right. Uh, uh <laughs> but yeah, Weird Al loved it. I mean, I remember thinking uh, Albuquerque was the funniest thing I think I'd ever heard as like a nine year old. Yes. That absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> I remember yeah. I got both I got both uh what were the two big album albums he had? One was where he he's dressed like Coolio on the front. I'm pulling it and up. And then here. Yeah, I was gonna pull it up and I started typing in Weird Al and I'm like, what are the weird albums? And I said, That's the, fun in my mind. The first I remember the first song I heard was his parody of American Pie for the Star Wars. Yeah. For the new Star uh-huh. Wars. Yes. That the was saga the song begins? that like yeah, the song that got me in in like sixth grade. I think Poodle Hat was my first exposure, which had um, uh, what was on Poodle Hat? Um, he parried Hot in Here, uh, and then he did Couch Potato, which was the Lose Yourself parody. Uh, oh, so you were you were much later than I. I than found I, was. I found some of those other things after, but that was like my intro. Was that he did eBay, which was like an I Want It That Way Backstreet yeah. Boys song. Um, See, because I was already moved on. I was Bad Hair Day and Running with Scissors were my big, were my two big ones. Oh, are, are you? Are, you, are we all looking it up? 
I, I, I had pulled up. Uh, yeah, I just pulled up like Poodle a hat. thing of albums. Because if you're not looking at his uh, Wikipedia page, I'd love to pose the question to you, which is, how many Grammys do you think Weird Al has? I feel like he he was like the. I feel like because you're asking us, it's like I an know. astronomical number. I'm gonna say twenty. I'm gonna say twelve. I think I asked it wrong. He has five, which is five ah. more than I thought he would have. I see. I it's it and he deserves twenty. He's to I'm, have been as prolific as he's been and as. Hey guys, I'm still. I'm gonna stick with twelve. That's my answer. <laughs> 16 nominations, five Grammys. I don't know why that's that surprising to me, but it's shocking to me. I'm noticing that he sticks a little bit of polka medley into every single album, which is very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, that's his thing. Uh, he, I remember Amish. This, this guy, Johnny, this guy doesn't even know about the that's polka medley. Dude. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> trying to have a weird out conversation. You don't yeah. even know about polka. Hey, hey guys, I'm here still. Okay, I'm still here. Remember uh, that joke you made at the beginning? <laughs> I still. <laughs> I, I think you say good Joe, and I stand by. Uh, <laughs> Amish Paradise is a classic. Um, the Eat It is still great. Like he just he's put out consistently great work for like f- almost forty years. Yeah, we love and it. And it's always yeah, maybe- like down to clown in other people's projects. Like when he teams up with the uh, like the Stella guys, or um, or like in like two thousand eleven in the episode he was in, uh, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, I'm still on his Wikipedia. He also he is like he's the perfect example of a guy who does his thing, does it very well, yeah. and has just and has he stayed consistent even while the world has like gone because like he was big, I feel like he was huge in the '80s and then he dipped yeah. and then he was big again and then he dipped but all the time he just kept going along doing his thing doing yeah. like and he's like. He didn't chase or try to change who he was. Right. He just he has his thing. He's good at it. He's funny, and he just he knows people will come to him because it's good, and he just does it, which is so respectable, yeah. especially in the era of people just changing their entire personality just to hold on to any shred of fame and right. shit like that. Yeah. Maybe we should see this movie. We should. We should do a watch party. Hey. That'll be one for the Patreon. Remember? Remember how we would joke yeah. about having a Patreon? <laughs> we have a Patreon. Uh, yeah, we'll watch this movie. Uh, the scene from this movie that Babish shows is uh, he takes a Twinkie, he puts a uncooked hot dog. I mean, it's cooked because a hot dog is cooked, and then puts easy cheese on it. Uh, and Babish eats it and says that it's very good. I, I can see this being very good. Yes. I got to be honest. This, yeah, this makes, because like. I wonder this, if we should try this as well. Maybe we yes. should eat these and watch UHF. I'm going to recommend that we cook the hot dogs because I think eating an uncooked hot dog is gross, but otherwise, yes. Yeah, it is um, a little bit strange. I mean, I get in the movie that they didn't do it, uh, but he eats just the hot dog straight from the package. Um, yeah, I mean, we could cook our hot dogs. I, I'll allow it. I, I'm gonna, when is the last time you guys had a Twinkie? The Years. last time I had a Twinkie, I know this exactly. The last time I had a Twinkie was at an open mic. It was at an open mic. Efficiency in like mic. Janu- yeah, efficiency mic in a basement in uh, Bushwick in like January or February of 2019. They used to give out snacks as part of the mic. And that was, they one day they had Twinkies. And it was the first time I'd had a Twinkie in like 15, 20 years. 
Holy God, are Twinkies delicious. Man. Unbelievable <laughs> like, how good they are. Like Raquel Welch, where it's like they're 70 years old and mwah, still got Just, it. Just like it was mind boggling how delicious each bite of that Twinkie was. Like truly, it's it's poison. It's I know it's poison. You can, it, you can feel your eye, is, your pupils dilating. Yes, like. <laughs> 100%. And like every bite I took, I was like, this is going to kill me, but this is the best thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. Yeah. They're so good. Worth the microplastics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you eat the wrapper, right? That's yeah. part of it. Yeah. No, that would be macroplastics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that your body then breaks down into microplastics. I think um, I have a memory of having one in college, but I think it's been since then. Okay, we should do we, Yeah, we should definitely do this. We should go out for Twinkies. Worth, yeah, they're worth a revisit. Twinkies I gotta be honest. Are, they're, they should be illegal. Like, not, we've said Correct. that before, but like, literally but we mean it this time <laughs> they should be illegal but god damn the sponginess yeah. oh yeah you should have to be 21 or 18 or whatever however old it is to buy cigarettes that's right. how old you should have to be to the, buy twinkies they're, they're like 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 nasa technology spongy like like we we if twinkies did not exist it would have been necessary for us to invent them like it, it, they <laughs> they're insane well, to make it healthier, he puts a hot dog on it and then covers it in easy cheese. So <laughs> I think to when we eat these, we're going to need to commit that we each do a two-hour workout beforehand. Yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> because I'm also, I'm not going to eat just one Twinkie. It's another big portion of this. No, no, no. no. Yeah, we're going to each have the Twinkies. Yeah. most of these. I love um, Twinkies. I love hot dogs. I'm only halfway in the bag on squeezy cheese. I hate squeezy cheese. I've don't you know why i think it's deep ingrained in me that i don't like it is because i grew up on a goofy movie and uh, the leaning tower of cheesa the leaning tower of cheesa that guy that character was just so repulsive to me on like a visceral <laughs> level that i was like oh squeezy cheese is gross and ever since then i just can't it's not good to me was i don't it, wasn't that Polly shore it. yeah yeah it was yeah, that, anytime of, you hear Polly shore you start to gag right correct yeah <laughs> When I got sent away to prison boarding school in high school for selling drugs to minors, uh, we were, while we were there, we were allowed to get a shoebox full of like candy and treats on your birthday and also on Christmas. And it became a very popular thing uh, for people to ask their parents to send them in their box beef jerky and easy cheese. And people would put as much easy cheese as possible on pieces of beef jerky and eat them. That was in vogue at the Academy at Ivy Ridge in 2000 and... Oh boy, what year was Katrina? <laughs> 2006? <laughs> 2005. Yeah, that's, that's when, because I didn't know that hurricane happened until much after it. <laughs> wow. You're like, I'm, a lot of I, I'm chock full 2005. of beef jerky and squeezy cheese. Yep, there was a lot of information in those sentences. Uh, <laughs> and I remember loving it. Like, easy cheese, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure if I had it, I would. It would. I would be like, this is objectively good. It's just something that I. Oh well, you're I gonna have up it when we make these. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I prefer if I'm gonna have it, I prefer it with like a crunchy crackery situation rather than being on a Beef jerky. And an, a, a, yeah, you can't a, put jerky. you can't put soft on soft on soft. You're no, saying? which is why this hot dog I think being uncooked stressed me out the most is that we've done soft on soft on soft. There is no element of of even snap to the dog or anything i think a raw, I think a raw hot dog still has got a little bit of a little bit of a i i feel insane for being as against raw hot dogs and you guys are like on board and i yeah, no, and i, I love hot dogs <laughs> because they're not uh 
let's see. Can you eat raw hot dogs? Yes. Uh, hot dogs are part of the... the, 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 the they're cooked. Yeah, it's because they're cooked. Hot dogs are part of the Sausage Link family. <laughs> oh, by the way, the I read taxonomy. a Twitter thread today. Uh, the Bon Appetit test kitchen with like everyone stopping watching their videos. Uh, an interesting part of it is Brad Leone, who makes the you know It's Alive series, apparently has had three different cases of like botulism this year, where they've had to take videos down and apologize because like all of the canning processing and all of like the preserving of meats that he does is like wildly dangerous and not like correct. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Which is a very tough. funny under the radar story. You hate and part to of see that. it. Yeah, you hate to see it, but also a little bit you love to see it. You know what I mean? It's a, you'll have a little bit to see it. <laughs> oh man, uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm there's still... all kinds of articles. Sorry. Opinion: You can totally eat uncooked hot dogs. <laughs> there's some fun literature on the internet about this. Signed: A guy currently suffering botulism <laughs> from eating uncooked hot dogs. Yeah. That was in a guy's suicide note. <laughs> Um, I disagree fundamentally with the approach that Babish took in his recreation of this. Tell us everything. I I feel similarly. Um, It was another classic. I will say this is a great episode. Very quick. After what felt like months of 14 and a half minute videos. I thought for sure he was going to make his own hot dog, but he didn't. I I appreciated that he didn't. He focused (laughs) on the Twinkie. But I... I don't like. He made a savory Twinkie, which I think defeats the whole balance of the flavors that he loved. Because like, the Twinkie, the cream cheese is sweet, but also the cake is sweet. It's a cakey thing, and he went and made like a savory cheesy dough, right? Which I don't think would be nearly as good. Or you see, I'm of the same. I'm of two minds. The fact is, normally when Babish makes the crazy thing from the movie, he thinks it's gross, and then he tries to create something that's like more in traditional flavor profiles. Uh-huh. This one, he liked that it was so weird, but he still went more towards a traditional flavor profile. So I don't mind it because it felt consistent in that way. That's fair. I, but I wanted that because like in his recreation, there's no, there's nothing sweet. Right. Right. You know? But like, I, I wanted, think that... You need, you need something to counterbalance all the saltiness of the... He went with chorizo and the cheese, and yeah, it just... Right. I think what was unique about this one is, I think this is the first time he's ever really liked the gross thing at the beginning. Yes. Definitely in the minority of times that that's happened. It's it's rare that... Probably the first time that he straight up was like, this is better. But there have been other times where he liked it to a varying degree, I think. Right. So what he does make, he makes a, he gets a mold from the internet of uh, Twinkie, and he makes a savory Parmesan cheese Twinkie, and then stuffs it with like a cream cheese filling, and that's yeah. his hot dog base. Which, a, in theory, like I'm fine with that. Sounds decent. I think as a as a solo endeavor, that is probably very good. I think right. the the Parmesan chiffon cake with the whipped cream cheese filling, probably like a good. I bet, I bet you could find, like, a, a fun dip for that, you know? Yeah. Seems like what I found like strange, where, and I, were, I think I agree with you, James, is that, like, what I found strange was if that was the premise, if, like, I'm going to take this, you know, the crazy thing and make it more, like, traditional flavor profiles, he still put an uncooked, like, a raw chorizo in it. I thought he would have, like, crisped that up that and part made, made that. Me yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you, why, were you, why were you being literal there? Of all the things we're sticking like a, to. A, a, yeah, it felt like he was like, "All right, let me bang out an episode here. I got, I got yeah. shit to do this weekend." Yeah, maybe. I feel like, yeah, he he 
it was a weird trip at the finish line of like, all right, I'll go with you, even though I, I agree that there should have been a sweet element somewhere in here. I'll go with you along the whole way. I thought like the way that he made his own cheese was, was very fun. Uh, but yeah, not cooking the chorizo, especially with the, this new setup is like a huge lost moment. Like right. I bet if you cook the chorizo, I don't know if that the Twinkie version is as much better than this one, you know, like, right. Yeah. Who wants raw? No, chorizo? I agree with you. Yeah. He said that like the Twinkie one was better than his creation, but I think if he had, he had done a little bit more work on the, the sausage and then also like the cheese, uh, the easy cheese that he makes is first of all, I think it's funny because of that mac and cheese episode he did a while back. He has so much cheddar cheese powder in his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. He's like, I got it. <laughs> now you you remembering that and pointing out that he went back and added more cheddar cheese powder to this recipe because he was like, ah, just keep adding it until it looks good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, I gotta get rid of this. F- right he's like making the hot dog he's like and so obviously you want to put your pink curing salt in there and just as much cheese powder as you may have left around (laughs) the kitchen all the cheddar cheese powder you have in your cabinets from your youtube cooking show (laughs) that was oh yeah Yeah. that was the other thing he he he, sorry johnny oh no i was i was just gonna say i think if he had put a little more effort into the chorizo and a little more using real cheese to make like a cheese sauce i think it would have taken it to the level that it normally goes in of like this is the elevated version yeah, I agree. I was just going to say, in addition to that kind of like phoning in, there was the line that he said where he talked about making the Parmesan chiffon cake, and he goes, uh, normally you could just use like the Parmesan cheese that's, uh, you know, in a, in a you know, plastic tub, but uh, if all you have is a block of Parmesan, you're going to have to grate it. And I was like, that's a, that's a you only problem, man. No one, no one else only has a block of Parmesan cheese. We all have the shit stuff. You can, yeah. You can go and take a, take a chunk out of your 80 pound roll of Parmesan <laughs> that you have uh, in, your, go over, in your humidor room. Go over with your hammer and chisel and just, just hunk off a chunk of it, chunk off a hunk right. of it. If you don't have a green canister of craft Parmesan cheese, but you do have an entire wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and take you your might wire. be a redneck. <laughs> take your wire cutter to it, and you're gonna want to have your your Italian assistant help you slice down the <laughs> yeah, middle. That's gonna say you're gonna want to have your cheese boy bring up your knife. You're perfectly <laughs> what's what's the what's the pre evolution to a cheese monger? Cheese boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when cheese, you're a cheese boy. boy. <laughs> Bring my cheese wire boy. cutter, cheese boy. <laughs> cheese boy, what day is it? It's I'm... Christmas day. <laughs> Go out and get the fattest wheel of gorgonzola <laughs> you can find, my dear boy. <laughs> uh, we don't have. Oh, sorry. Do we have any other thoughts? No, I thought it was a fun app. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Thought it was a nice uh, short length. Uh, it's interesting. I feel like we enjoyed the length, but we're also like, ah, you could have put more effort into it. So yeah. we're hypocrites. <laughs> a good, a good we cannot, Johnny, we cannot be pleased. No. <laughs> yeah. um, I will note that we don't have a correspondence, but I do want to bring up uh, pod favorite, former pod intern, uh, always in our hearts, never far from our minds. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens recently had uh, a moment in the news, and I thought we could talk about it. Shout out to uh, V Hudge. Shout out to the Hudge. Uh, she, uh, uh, actor Vanessa Hudgens claims that she has the ability to speak to ghosts and has had the ability since she was only a child of eight years old. Now, we, as close personal friends at first, we know this. Uh, it, really, the shocking part about it is that it's just now getting yeah, a play in the, yeah, in the press. Yeah, 
she was editing early episodes of this podcast, and she would always freak us out by telling us what ghosts were, were present. And we were like, hey, Vanessa, yeah. can you chill? Okay, we, this is our apartment. We have to sleep. Do you guys remember when she said, I'm picking up ghosts on all three of your mics. You're going to need mm-hmm. to all turn them down. And we didn't know mm-hmm. what that meant, and we just laughed mm-hmm. it off. Oh, how we We laughed. said, oh, Vanessa. You're crazy. Classic, classic Vanessa. Hudgy. Every time after we'd finish an app and we'd watch a classic episode of Scooby Doo together, she'd be like, "That's not a ghost. That's someone. It's a person." <laughs> she knew is, right away. She would say, "This isn't what ghosts do." Uh, <laughs> uh, the the quote that she she gave was, "She goes, uh, I remember getting for school, getting ready for school when I was eight years old, and there was, you know, those ducks toys that you pull on the string. There sure. was one of those on the dining room table, and I started walking, and it just started going alongside me. Now." Obviously, any any idiot can assume that she was accidentally holding the string in her hand. But we know, <laughs> we know what really happened. She go, she went on to say, "I kind of shut it down for a while because it's scary. The unknown is scary." But recently, I was like, "No, this is a gift and something that I have the ability to do. So I'm going to lean into it." So I'm proud of her for for sharing her talents with the world, uh, and finally, you know, getting to the Very bottom, of, getting to the bottom of this whole ghosts thing. <laughs> Me too. Me too, Joey. <laughs> Guys, uh, if you like the podcast uh, and want to follow us for more Vanessa Hedgens content, uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> Write us an email, us Vanessa, you fucking coward. <laughs> yeah, tell us about all the stupid-ass ghosts you've seen. Bitch. Uh, follow us uh, with Gab. Uh, we're at Gab with Bab on Twitter. We're Gab with Babish on Instagram. Uh, and send your emails with questions, comments, queries, concerns. If you want us to convey something to Vanessa Hudgens we are close personal friends with her so yeah she still edits uh, episodes of the pod for fun sometimes just cause yeah favor for a friend she's a good person she's uh, the reason our sound sucks <laughs> yes. send that together with okay bye okay bye